welcome to another fantastic episode of Film or Foe, uh, the podcast, the movie podcast, where we watch the movie, we rate the movie, and then we tell you whether or not you should tell your friend or tell your foe about this specific movie at hand. So, uh, as always, your host today, uh, I am Nick Evans, and uh, my co-host with me is uh, Scholar. Scholar, how's it going over there on your side of the woods? Everything is pretty woodsy over here. Um, before we actually get started, Nick, I got to know, did you actually end up getting Arby's after our, our previous conversation? <laughs> uh, no. However, I thought about it and uh, I'm just broke. So I just didn't feel like leaving my apartment. Plus, like everyone's going crazy over gas right now. So like that, that's going to date this episode, too. But like, you know, I feel like uh, it's not safe to drive right now. I might just call out of work for the next three you know, months. It's it's not like the worst thing to do, but you know you, you got to do what you need to do. Yeah, no one needs to eat these days. Um, but you know you can get DoorDash. Uh, this episode is not sponsored by DoorDash, but if it was, here's why I put my uh, sponsorship. Oh, I wish it was. We'll uh, we'll get some. We'll get our producer team on that. Our finance team. Oh wait, am I? Oh, I gotta think about who's probably on the finance team and who's not, and then I realize it's probably just us again. But that's okay. Everything. Oh, fine. we we've got a whole we got a whole production team in the back. They they know what they're doing. They gave me a thumbs up. We're good. Nice. <laughs> um, let me uh make sure that uh I get my uh. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, that will do it for this episode of uh, Film or Film. That was the fastest no, episode we've had yet. That's crazy. Didn't right, even talk that's, about that's, the that's film. Wild. That's really wild. Uh, we actually didn't watch anything for this episode. Um, but before we end this, let's, let's go ahead and... Uh, so today is another uh, special episode because we have our special guest. I'm going to just go ahead and say uh, what's up to my dude, Marcus. Yo, what's good, everybody? Appreciate you guys having me up here. Welcome, welcome. So how how is uh, everything going with you? I'm not going to say your side of the woods because that's not a thing. It's neck of the woods, not side of the woods. But how's everything going with you? Um, life has been good, man. Just been working out here. Um, as you know, moved to Houston in July. So um, just kind of getting used to the area and it's pretty different from North Carolina, but better, I would say. So yeah, mm. we cooling, eating food, going places, chilling. Yeah. Y'all listen to the uh, J. Cole album yet? I did. It's pretty good. I'm not a scholar shaking her head. I'm like, what? I mean, not yet, but I, I know that there's nice hype behind it, but also like I, I got to be in the mood to listen to J. Cole because you got to listen to all the messages that he puts in his music. So it's not like something you can just listen to and then be like, oh, yeah, this is pretty decent. Like you got to actually like take a moment to like really listen. You waiting for the right moment. I see. Yeah. yeah. Have y'all listened to J. Cole, like, prior to this? Because, personally, I haven't liked that. I mean, I've listened to 2014, right? But, I don't know. I just never got into J. Cole like that. But I decided to take a chance on the album. It was pretty good, though. It was solid. It was solid. And it put me on to uh, one of the artists on, on one of the songs, um, Moray. Uh, the dude, who, he, like, just look up Moray, like, M-O-R-R-A-Y. And then his song, Quicksand. I'm pretty sure you heard it, like, on Twitter before. But... It's solid, and I would recommend uh, everybody go listen to that and J. Cole's album. But, uh, yeah, I would say I probably agree with Marcus in that. Like, I listened to Force Hill Drive, and then I've listened mm-hmm. to like the Dreamville stuff, but that's technically, I guess, not quote unquote just plain J. Cole. That's like a collection of people. So, but that's kind of like I've never been like someone that's like, 
I love J. Cole. J. Cole is number one. Like, I just think, like, he's a pretty decent artist and most of his stuff. Exactly. I don't think he's worth the worship. Like, they definitely... Some of his his fans kind of take it a little bit too far and it's like, okay. Like, they're like, you have to have your third eye open to listen and comprehend. (laughs) It's like, dude, come on. He's just rapping, like... (laughs) Oh, boy. But, he's good, though. I I appreciate him regardless. Honestly, if J. Cole had come had like come out in like the nineties, like I feel like this would have been a perfect movie, the movie we were reviewing today, for him to have like the soundtrack on. Oh yeah. You know, him right. part, as a part of the soundtrack. Um mm-hmm. so I guess I'll go ahead and uh, ask you, Scholar, what did we watch? Well, today we watched all about the Benjamins and for a long time about the I Benjamins. thought the movie was called something else. Um, or here comes the Meet the Benjamins. I thought that was the movie. Meet the Benjamins. the Benjamins. But we're going, you know, it's 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 almost synonyms. Synonyms. It's kind of the same thing. But we're gonna get into it. And let me go ahead and read this um, mm-hmm. Rotten Tomatoes, you know, summary. So Bounty Hunter Bookum Jackson, played by Ice Cube, teams up with small time con artist Reggie Wright, played by Mike Epps, that he is pursuing an attempt to locate a missing stash of diamonds and a lottery ticket worth millions of dollars. Crazy. Buckham and Reggie find themselves in a race to the finish as they embark on an unlikely partnership that should, when all said and done, prove beneficial to them both. You know what's crazy about this movie? It made me think of the rapper-to-actor pipeline and how a lot of rappers now are actors. Yeah. And then there are a couple of actors that turned into rappers. And you notice that a lot of rappers-to-actors, they don't really do music much anymore either. I mean, Ice Cube is a good example of, like, he kind of did that gradual progression and then just kind of took off. He's probably made so much money off of like, are we there yet? I mean, even Ride Along, like that got some pretty good money out of it. So, hey, shout out to him. Ice Cube is low key a pillar of mm-hmm. black cinema from the 2000s to now. Like starting with Boys in the Hood and then going through, like you said, are we there yet? Um, you yeah. know, lottery. He did Friday. Like, he was in Friday. Friday, all of that, that entire series. Because I mean, that was you know that was like what four right. movies, uh, yeah. four sequel movies. Um, and then he was in pl- uh, plenty of other ones where like at, whether he had, uh, was it like a, a main character or a side character like Barbershop. Um, that was a whole Barbershop. Too. Wow. So wow. I feel like Ice Cube isn't. He's not low key, but I feel like he's kind of slept on as far as like one of the best you know, rappers turn actors. So I think that's just an interesting... I don't know. I, I looked up the movie okay. list and I was like, whoa. I feel that. Yeah. I did, like, take down a list of a couple of rapper to actors pipelines. So I'm going to just, like, list down a couple of them and y'all can tell me which ones from this list that you find are, like, some of the best. Mm-hmm. So we've got LL Cool J. We've got Ice Cube. We've got Method Man. We've got Bow Wow, Will Smith, Queen Latifah, Ice-T, T.I., Tupac, Nas, Common, and ludicrous and then the a- actor to rapper pipeline is really only drake i couldn't think of anybody else <laughs> <laughs> queen latifah is a pillar as well like yeah. she has she was in her bag for real for real she's done a lot of movies and she's like on tv right now like she's right. still working so the equalizer i think yeah the, the equalizer uh tv series yeah no i think queen latifah's got to be number one on that list she i mean she's done like a lot of great sitcoms living si- living single um and on top right, of yeah. movies and uh you mentioned will smith i don't know if i can consider will smith a rapper <laughs> to begin with 
a guy that was in music that is now an actor. Yeah, yeah. It was always interesting, like, what to classify him as, like, early on. Because it's like, he mm-hmm. did both, but... I mean, he's an entertainer. I mean, you did, did you say J- J- uh, Jamie Foxx? Oh, I totally did not say Jamie Foxx. Go. But was he... Did he do music first, or did he do acting first, or did he kind of do both at the same time? That, that man just does it both. Like right, the right. fact that we don't know which one he did first is like he has a lot, like a good history with both. Yeah, yeah. he's goaded. He's just as good. I mean, on the comedy spectrum too, as he is, and you know, we're Fact. getting into the characters like uh, Mike Mike Epps, you know, playing Reggie in this film. Like they yeah. were so so. Now there are a lot of sitcoms popping up, like Netflix series and stuff, mm-hmm. like all these uh, yeah. older comedians trying to get that Netflix bread. And like <laughs> they, you know, like he, like Mike Epps has his own series, uh, The Upshaws, that's on Netflix now. Um, and then he mm-hmm. had, you know, they're following the blueprint with like Bernie Mac, you know, um, yep. R.I.P. Right. to him. And uh, who else? Like uh, Jamie Foxx has a show on Netflix. As Jamie well. Foxx, right? And he's yes, got a new yes, one. He does. New one, like brand new. Um, then you got Steve Harvey. He had the Steve Steve Harvey show, and you know he, yeah. he's he's uh you know all of these older comedians like transitioning into film and like movies and, and TV shows. It makes me think, who is the new like who are the new comedians? Like, do we have a new like? I mean, role? Kevin Hart, but I mean, uh, <laughs> like yeah, exactly. Like it's like I was reluctant to say his name. Like, yeah. yeah. He got whitewashed quick, dude. Quick, man. Like, it was... When he started doing, like, Jumanji with um, The Rock, yeah. I was like, oh, my God, dude. Once he is, had that scandal. This is painful. Cheating? Yeah. yeah. It, it was kind of downhill. But anyways, um, so I'm going to go ahead and, and ask you, uh, Marcus, what were your initial thoughts after you watched this movie? What did you think? How were, like, what mood were you in when you, after you finished so this is um, it's coincidental that you asked me to watch this movie because I was obsessed with this movie when I was younger. Um, mm. Like the the scene where they were in the shower thing, like in the bathroom or whatever, and he was just talking shit to the, yeah, right. the guy. That, I mean, that's it was hilarious. <laughs> like I crack up laughing every time I see it. Um, but yeah, like it's been a while since I saw the movie, but I was just thinking the whole time like this is like black produced, but it didn't have that low budget feel to me. Like it just yeah. had a regular two thousand two feel to it. Um, which was really dope. And I was like, wow, this is something that makes it stand out. Like a Friday, you know, like it's funny, but you know, it kind of has that low budget kind of aspect mm. to it. You know what I mean? And I just felt like um, this was giving me like bad boys quality, similar in my opinion. Mm. Like it's like in Miami, like the camera angles, the slow-mos and stuff. Like it, it looked like they spent some good money on producing this. Mm. So I was actually impressed at the end of this movie, like realizing that wow, it's pretty good. Okay, yeah, e- even like to further uh, go off of that similarity with Bad Boys. I remember in, in Bad Boys Two, uh, you know, where, where uh, the opening scene where he hopped out of the KKK robe, <laughs> and it was like yeah. it was like a completely different like mission. You know what I'm saying to the rest of the film. Uh, that was kind of similar in this one, where the opening scene where you know Ice Cube was trying to. It's basically showing that he's a a, a bail bondsman, or he's right. not really a police officer, but he's he he holds a gun and finds people in the name of the law, which is kind of sketchy in in this movie, <laughs> right? Uh, but uh, yeah, it's just kind of funny how that I can see the resemblance. Um, I do think Bad Boys had a lot like better production though. 
um, the the actors and stuff like were really, you know, I guess on par. So like Ice Cube, Mike mm-hmm. Epps, you know, you had uh, Ava Mendez. Lil Bow Wow showed up. He made a cameo. Lil Bow Wow did. Yeah, he did. <laughs> and then Roger, Roger G. Swift, Smith. I'm gonna say I'm gonna butcher his middle name, but Roger Gwynver Smith. Um, he's like an OG in like all of like black cinema, like TV movies, like the uh, HBO series Oz. Like I'm talking uh, all of the Spike Lee movies, like Do the Right Thing. Um, I didn't even know he was in any other movie. Man, he he's so versatile, like as a just as a human being and as an actor. I mean, I would say just you know to everyone listening, you know, go look up this man, Roger G. Smith, um, and then just just you, you'll see what I mean. Like when you see his face, you'll recognize him real quick because um, he's like that person in this movie, this movie, this movie. Um, but yeah, like it it has a good cast, but you know. To their credit, I don't think that the script or the like the the action part of it was was the most of the budget went to the cast is what I'm trying to say. Um, oh yeah, definitely. And, I mean, and I'm fine with that. And it was hilarious, and I think it was perfect. But um, yeah, I think it, it was lacking in some areas. But that that was, I guess, my my initial thoughts about it. So, Skylar, how how about you? I'd probably say like. This was actually like one of my first times ever seeing this movie. So I remember like when we had cable back in the day. Um, for anybody that's listened to this, cable is something that you would pay to a TV <laughs> a company to watch multiple channels at one place. But it but you would have commercials. So it would come on on cable, but it would only come on on like BET. And it was like one mm. of those movies that would always come on and I never watched. Kind of like Baby Boy. But eventually I got yep. to Baby Boy. I still haven't I got seen to this that. Movie. It, it's okay you don't have to see it but you gotta Baby see boy, it for, belly, for the culture yeah for the culture yeah, yeah. yeah. both of those they're not the best movies but you gotta see it for the culture yeah so i've seen seen it now and now i just realized that all about the benjamins is relating to money i thought the guy's last name was benjamin throughout this movie are you serious I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah Skyway. Skyway. i was just thinking i was like dang who's this benjamin character i was wondering when he was gonna come in and he did it he said he um, had that but it, was it like when he said that line i'm all about the benjamins is that when you realize yeah it was actually it wasn't until actually he said it again towards the end of the movie and i was like oh golly money <laughs> so yeah but it also like reminded me of all my other like favorite like buddy cop movies like 22 jump street and bad boys mm-hmm. and it also kind of like gave me like the rush hour kind of vibe to it but it also fell into like the the way the movie was structured you can kind of tell already it was like oh this is what's gonna happen this is why this happened this is how they're gonna fi- finish it and everybody's gonna be okay at the end which is totally fine and i totally get because i think like there, this also movie, this movie also came off of like the backs of like Friday After Next because I think mm-hmm. that also came out in the same year mm-hmm. and that was a movie Ice Cube and um, Mike Epps did together. So I wasn't mm-hmm. like expecting like high, like something like high grade like Bad Boys too, uh, but I just I knew it was gonna be a good movie. So yeah, I thought it was I thought it was good. I thought it was enjoyable. Um, it was nice to like to watch and it wasn't something that you had to like put all your mental into to enjoy that's facts mm-hmm. like it's not like a sit there and focus and try to remember the plot like it's just right like, yeah you just did <laughs> for the laughs like the whole first the laugh. movie was just straight comedy mm-hmm. and then they were like all right i guess we should add in a plot here at some point <laughs> right yeah let's push this plot along this dude mike epps has been cracking about 20 jokes right <laughs> but that, that's a testament <laughs> to their their i think on on screen chemistry ice cube and mike epps like they really had 
they they carried of course the movie i really love mike epps's character and like a lot of the characters that he does but he's like he just reminds you of like that one friend that always cracks you up but you can only hang out with them like in doses like you can't spend a whole day <laughs> hanging out with this one friend <laughs> like you got to take a break sometime because you need to like reset yourself before you get ready to fight them i feel that yeah i wonder how he's like in real life like i wonder if he is of similar characteristics but then again, I don't know. Some people kind of are completely different than their on-screen mm-hmm. personas. So, I don't know. I could see both. Because he plays it really well with, like, the jokey-jokey type. But, you know, I, I guess as they get older. And, like, I, I watched a, an episode of The Upshaws, the new Netflix movie, uh, uh, Netflix series he's in. And I could kind of see, like, he's trying to transition into, like, I'm a sitcom person. I'm, like, you know, I'm a dad, but I'm not mm. real. Like I'm a cool dad. Like I'm a cool uncle type. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I could I could <laughs> see him playing that badge really well in person. But you know, I who am I? I don't know this man. Was that episode good? Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was a good watch. Um, I'm gonna have to watch the rest of it. But yeah, I enjoyed mm. it. I like how the villains, like in this movie, they kind of got progressively worse as you went along. So at the beginning, like you know, the first the vi- the first villain was you know Mike Epps, like Reggie. Um, if you're not including the opening scene with Lil J. <laughs> um, so, like, you know, yeah, Reggie, and, you know, he's just hilarious, and obviously he's going to be a main character, so he's not really a super villain. Uh, and then you go into, you know, the actual villain, which is the, uh, you know, Roger G. Smith's character. I forget his name, but the dude who basically shoots everybody at the photography scene. And <laughs> this is like, bro, like, all Frank wanted to do he was get some up. respect. <laughs> Yo, did you know that Frank was actually Poe Dameron from like the Star Wars? Did you recognize him? Yes, I was gonna look him up after, but I forgot. Yeah, he was Poe. I recognize my peoples. R.I.P. Poe. A very young Poe too. He was definitely. um, It was hard to notice him, but I could see the resemblance. I mean, it was him, so yeah. Yeah, so it it was definitely uh, him as the the super villain, uh, Roger G. Smith, uh, his character. And then after like a few scenes later, when they figure out, of course, they didn't get the diamonds that they were looking for. And the whole movie is based off of diamonds and money and lotto tickets. Um, you know, right. They go into the, the they find the actual bad guy uh, and he has to like report in that he didn't get the, the diamonds. Right. And like, dude ends up just shooting him in the arm. <laughs> Like, yeah, like he turned up <laughs> for no reason. I feel like all movies have some sort of like Scottish or Irish supervillain just to like really make makes mm. you makes you just like yeah, this guy this guy is evil, and I'm just like it's not necessary, but okay, I see what mm-hmm. you're doing. It's the accent, okay. Non yeah, it's always it's always the Irish exactly. Like it always just adds a little bit of zest to their evilness. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> If you're if you're an American bad guy, it's like okay, this guy's bad. But it's like something like with the Irish guys, they just make them seem more menacing. I don't know. An Irish guy with like this Irish accent is more menacing than some southern guy with like a Texas accent. It's go gating. I don't know because some of them those southern drawls like they well you taste the racism out of you. That's what it is. That's a good point. Right. You fear the racism, you don't fear the person. Yeah, but it, the, I guess like the the nondescript European, like they just about like the business, the money aspect. Like there's no deep rooted yeah. hatred in, in the racism, so they could just they you don't know what they doing. Mm-hmm. They could fuck you up and not right. you. <laughs> Black, white, yellow, brown, purple. I they don't matter. <laughs> they want the money. They after the green. After the green. But yeah, I would not be working for my employer if 
the man shot me in the arm, that would that'd be a dead end. <laughs> like, yeah, give me so my two funny, weeks, dude. bro. I'm out of here. I'm done, bro. So yeah, basically, uh, the story revolved around you know the diamonds and and Reggie, you know, uh, Mike Epps' character losing his lotto ticket in that first scene. Uh, the initial chase scene and up to here up to this point in the movie i was in like i was all in um the comedy the action and everything i was like damn like rotten tomatoes rated this a 30 percent 30 a 30 for the critic score that feels like racism it deep-rooted racism southern draw racism uh but you know the 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 audience score was 77 percent so I don't know what. Wow. What do y'all think about like that that difference, like the thirty versus the seventy-seven? I think it's the audience. Personally, I think Rotten Tomatoes, the people who are doing the reviews, aren't the actual people who the movie's intended for. So, yeah. mm. like, I mean, honestly, like you see Medea movies. I mean, you know, some of them were kind of like, uh, but the real <laughs> like black classics, you know, I think they're. I mean, Rotten Tomatoes took a huge poop on them, like, but the the audience score was usually you know seventies, sixties. But it was just like the Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know. I think that sometimes when there's certain movies that are out of the scope of the audience, the people who are running Rotten Tomatoes, whenever there's a disconnect, there's always a low score. Yeah. Like, I'm looking at some of the reviews from, like, a while ago, and someone said, a violent film for Ice Cube. He can do better. I'm like, did you see Boys in the Hood? (laughs) Have you listened to NWA? Do you know who Ice Cube is? Right. So I'm you see like, what I'm saying? It's just like they they don't know. They don't understand. Mm-hmm. No, I, I completely agree. I'm trying to think of any other black movies that didn't get a good rating. Most likely, all of them are, are the critic rating is lower than the uh, audience score. But that's probably like you said, just because it's it's not who the movie is intended for. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and that's a that's a very valid statement because we really don't know who rates the who who are the critics. You know. Yeah, they never like publicize that stuff. Yeah, uh, but I did think it was funny. Like you know, there there are a lot of you know black moments in the movie, and it's all based off of like Mike Epps humor and and how Ice Cube like plays off of that or doesn't play off of it because he don't play that mm-hmm. shit. <laughs> so it's just like you know, it's basically like classic niggatry comedy, and when you have like fake world, it's like a fake world situation, right? Like this would not happen to a regular person. Uh, but you but you input real people into it or people who are like like they have a sense of uh, I guess you know cultural they're just just a little cultured you know what I'm saying like this is this is how we would handle the situation maybe not to the effect of you know like I don't know, just cracking like a thousand jokes but it's kind of like in the mind of what we would do like for example when uh, Reggie's uh, wife or his his girl I don't know if they were, they were married but you know Ava Mendez character. Um, when they found out they won the lottery and then she was like, where's the ticket? <laughs> and then she started calling him Reginald, like by his government. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, like you don't get called by your, like your full name. Like she said, Reggie, Reginald, where's the ticket? Like, unless you know you fucked up, you don't, you don't get called that. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say like, just, I was doing a little bit more research after what Marcus said about, or, or I wasn't sure if it was you or Marcus, um, said about like the black movies that didn't do so well. So I looked up Bad, Bad mm-hmm. Boys 2 and the Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 23. See, Yo, that's racist. And the audience that is, gave it a 78. Ladies and gentlemen, that is racism. The epitome. <laughs> the epitome. Systematic. 
28%. Wait, you said 28, right? 23%. 23. 23%. Wow. And do you, I mean, you just got to think, is it's because, is it because of the jokes or like the, uh, was it, was it the action aspects or was it like the cultural, like just divide in between the critics and who the movie was intended for? I don't know, but like a lot of the reviews are saying stuff about like, oh, it's like just all shooting and everything. And there's not oh really much goodness. of a like plot. And I'm just like, bro, <laughs> what? Somebody bunch said, of middle-aged white women on this Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> board of directors. Got a bunch of Karen, Karen critics. Karen, right. They're destroying <laughs> yeah. all this government property. We must apprehend them. They are not heroes. Like It was great okay. enough to create another movie almost 10 years later, so I don't need to hear anything about what y'all got to say. Literally. Actually, 20 years later. Almost 20 years later. That's crazy. What did the original Bad Boys get on Rotten, Tomato, uh, Rotten Tomatoes out of curiosity? Let me see here. Finally, okay. The original got a seventy. It got a seventy-two audience score, and Rotten Tomatoes rated it a forty-two. This is like okay. Like, you know, okay. It's crazy because I, I think, think that two is better than one. So like by miles, it's just off. There's no method to this type of racism. It's just you know black strike it down and just moving on because like that's just strike ridiculous. It strike it down. <laughs> It has been struck from the record. It has been struck. 40%. Uh, I just don't understand 20. how you rate anything with Gabrielle Union in it under a 50. That just doesn't seem ethical <laughs> mm-hmm. to me. That's true. Uh, I, I can understand, like, where there are, like, plot holes and stuff. But if you're coming to see an action movie, like, you know, you can't rate that, you know, this movie a 30 and then go and rate Hobbs and Shaw uh, and give that, like, a, anything above a 50. I don't know what it is. Anything over 50, I'm flipping this this table right now. It, don't look it up and don't tell me because I don't want to know because it, it will be bad. No, I need to know it, now. Yeah, I'm about to say, we that need to That man held a now. helicopter and did, a did boat you watch, together. Did you watch the movie? <laughs> and by his brute strength as a oh. human being. <laughs> You're not going to like this, Nick. Don't You're tell not. me. At I'm, all. I'm going to log out Tomato. of this. Go, Skyler, Tomatoes go ahead and... Gave it a 67. Mother! The audience gave it an 88. <laughs> A 67? <laughs> That's funny. No, we gonna have to change up our rating scale because this is not. This is ridiculous. <laughs> it makes sense to me that Amen. like the, the audience score is greater than what the the critic score is because audience like we're we're gonna walk out of a movie and most of the time think that we're having fun, right? Like we're gonna either rate it something really good or something like like if we just hated it altogether. Um, something like, I don't know, zero to 20 or whatever, but credit score, like they think like critically and try to get like the zero to 100 and like, Oh, this, this piece of like, when he mentioned this fish at the beginning of the scene, uh, like, like ice cube, well, he, he had the fish and then we found the diamonds in the, the fish tank. And, you know, there was a note on the fit, you know, like stuff like that, where it's like, like, bro, like enjoy the movie. Don't, don't do it that much. Enjoy the movie. Why are you? Enjoy the movie. There's a time and a place to be a critic, and like this isn't a movie that you're there for, like to sit, like to criticize, like the cinematography. Exactly. Like this is a comedy movie. Let them coon out. Boom. You know what I mean? But exactly. Honestly, if you see any sort of comedic duo in Miami, don't expect it to be like the most fantastic <laughs> movie ever. Like, yeah, like it's Miami. Understand. Like they gotta do what they not need to do. Right. It's ridiculous. That's crazy. I looked up the Medea's uh, family reunion uh, Rotten Tomatoes rating, twenty six percent. All right, well, we racist. got the gist now. I don't like that. I don't, I don't like that. 
Yeah, I, I'm, this it's... is depressing me. I'm, let's go back to the movie because this is this makes we already know it makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, Maybe there's a black one that that has a higher rating. So let me test y'all's, uh, I guess, knowledge of Ice Cube real quick. Mm-hmm. So okay. let's see. Uh, we're we're gonna play a little game here. Um, it's gonna be quick, but. Y'all kind of already did it at the beginning, and right now I want y'all to go ahead and close out of your other tabs if you're not closed out of your tabs. Um, I want to I wanna see how much you know about Ice Cube movies. Okay? Okay. Or really All not right. how much you know about it, just how many do you know. So what we're going to do is we're going to go back and forth, one and one, and I just want y'all to name, name off, rattle off an Ice Cube movie. All right? Oh, I don't like this game already. Yes. Oh, this is gonna be a very short movie. <laughs> it's gonna be a short, <laughs> short game. Not good. I'm a very short game. I'm gonna give that. y'all say like five, ten seconds each um, to give an answer, and whoever doesn't get, it, get whoever does not give an answer first uh, will lose. All right. Okay. Damn. Oh, okay. <laughs> I gotta think. Like here, let's do this, Let's do okay. this real quick. I'm gonna give y'all. I'm gonna give y'all thirty seconds. To open up Ice Cube movies list on Google and look it over. All right. Oh. We'll cut this out, this yep. this second part, this 30 second part out. Yeah. Okay, okay. ready to go. Right. Dang, I've been forgetting he was in some of these. He's in so much. What? <laughs> what? This nigga has went crazy. Wow. What's his net worth? <laughs> Thinking about the wrong thing. I mean, damn. This is so many movies. All right, All right close them out. I'm gonna trust y'all by faith. All right. <laughs> uh, his net worth is Jeez. 150 million. Respectable and well deserved. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. All right, scholar. I'm gonna start with you. Give me an Ice Cube movie. Uh, let's let's start with. Wait, does All About the Benjamins count as one? Or since we're already talking about it, it doesn't count. <laughs> it counts. We'll say it counts because it is an Ice Cube movie. All right. That's my one. All right, Marcus, give me a movie. Uh, Ride Along. Skyler. Anaconda. Marcus. Ride Along 2. Skyler. <laughs> Barbershop. Marcus. Barbershop 2. Ooh, damn. Uh, oh, International Players Club? Mm, 21 Jump Street. 22 Jump Street. Christ. Boys in the Hood. <laughs> oh, damn. Um, are we there yet? Yeah, I'm stressed. Friday. <laughs> oh, Friday. I thought you were in my bed. Oh, okay. Uh, next Friday. Friday after next. Uh, are we done yet? Oh, she switched. Are we there yet? You already said, "Are you there? Are you there yet?" Oh, kill me! You, you can get you can get another one. You slip it in there. Um, damn. What other movies does this guy have? Um. Oh, Triple X. Ooh, damn. Um, dang. Uh, he was a character in Black Ops. Does that count? Because that feels, feels like a movie. <laughs> in Black Ops? You play it. Yeah, he was Ops. in Black Ops? What? Yeah, he was a character. I don't know. What he, character? Like, if, you tell me, voice character. if you tell me what I, character, you can get it. He, he was a commanding officer. Um, <laughs> I played story mode once, but it was years ago. Uh, I don't know. Which Call of Duty <laughs> was it? I think I just lost. 
I think it was one, like the first one. I'll give it. No, yeah, Black Ops. Yeah, I'll give it to you. The first Black Ops. Okay. Okay. Um, X Remastered. They had a 2005 one and they had a 2017 <laughs> one. That feels like a workaround to the game to the game at hand, but okay. I think um, I think we forgot that Marcus uh, Marcus has a great memory. <laughs> I, think we, okay. I don't. I, I really do, I really do not have a. G- <laughs> I don't have another one. I feel like I'm. If you, Marcus is probably gonna say one that I'm just. It's gonna lose. I'm just gonna like go. It's just gonna lose Shit, my brain. Dude, I'm trying to think of the Four, last one. Three, two. I don't know, man. All right, and the belt goes to Mr. Marcus. Uh, I don't know why I said Mr. I honestly couldn't think of another one. Like, I was looking <laughs> for like a final one, and I just couldn't beat him out at the buzzer. Y'all went. Y'all went a lot more than I thought y'all would go. Honestly. Y'all are going I in. I think it's because we, these are the ones we've seen more. Yeah. Mm. Let me open this tab back up to see. I for, well, I, I, oh, my gosh. I forgot First Sunday. I was about to say. First Sunday. First Sunday. <laughs> oh, lottery ticket, one. too. Lottery ticket. Lottery was, ticket, yep. Yeah. I'm telling you, man. Yeah, Ice Cube, is, he's been in the game for a while, and it's like we don't even think about it yeah. like that. Like, yeah. You don't give him his flowers today. $125 million well deserved, man. Right, him and Mike Epps, but Mike Epps still got some movies to do. Do y'all have a favorite Mike Epps and um, Ice Cube movie? Mine was First Sunday. Not together, I guess, yeah. whatever, apart. Yeah, when I saw that on this list, I was like, nah, First Sunday for sure. And that's probably because of Cat Williams, not gonna lie. But yeah, <laughs> he was yeah. still a, a great character on it as well. Yeah, that was probably their best work. I mean, that was just a star-studded cast, so like, there was no way that it was gonna be that bad. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, like, Mike Epps actually, I think he has more stuff going on than Ice Cube. So, like, he was, like, but he doesn't, he's not, like, necessarily the, um, the main protagonist, like, compared to a lot of Ice Cube's movies where he's the main protagonist. Mm -hmm. Mike Epps is usually, like, the side kind of character. Yeah, comedic release. Yeah, wait, you said Mike Epps has been in more movies? Yeah, he his list looks a lot longer than um, Ice Cube, but I think that's also because Mike Epps did like comedy specials and stuff like that, and Ice Cube was like, when Mike Epps was doing his early stuff, Ice Cube was still doing his music stuff. Fighting Temptations, that's what. <laughs> Fighting Temptations, <laughs> yes. yo, that was, a, that was a good movie, bro. That was a very good movie. Uh, I've never seen it. Welcome home, Roscoe Jenkins. Wow. That was funny. <laughs> he was in open season. That is one role that I did not expect to open hear his season. voice on. That was a great movie. Yeah. That was a great one. All right. So going, made three of them going back to uh, All About the Benjamins, uh, I thought the movie kind of dropped off towards the middle where I, I was just mm-hmm. like, I don't like I after the joke stopped flowing and we started getting into the plot, I was like, I don't really. It was OK, but, I, you know, I, I could really walk around, do stuff around the house. And then come back to it. Um, but I think once they found the <laughs> diamonds in the fish tank and like stuff started picking up, I think that's when, you know, things started going, uh, picking back up. So I don't know. What did y'all think about like the flow of the whole movie? Y'all, I'll go ahead and ask you first, Skylar. Uh, I think that I'm, you're right in that in the middle, it kind of dropped off. But kind of like what I said before, it's like I wasn't expecting like a very plot heavy movie mm-hmm. or a movie that had like a good balance of plot and humor and making sure that the flow of the entire film was at like level 10 and 
most of, most of the movie was at like a solid seven and eight, and then in the middle it kind of dropped down to like a four or five, and then it picked back up to like that seven eight status towards the end mm. of the movie. So I wasn't like super surprised that it kind of got like boring. And the, the diamonds in the fish tank that kind of made sense as well. It it and we got to the point that the movie was about we almost had like forty five minutes left in the movie, so it's like you, you, they got to find the diamonds sooner or later, and then they can have their like their meet up. <laughs> they gotta get the meet up with the with the villains um, soon. Mm-hmm. So I, I was expecting it that they would find it. It was just a matter of when and where and like how close to the resolution that they would find it. And so like the mm-hmm. actual diamonds in a fish tank makes sense because like if you're like trying to hide some money why not hide it in plain sight and especially like in plain sight of like eels where people would most likely like disregard instead of hiding Mm -hmm. it oh let me hide it in the safe that's in a secret room (laughs) right that everyone's gonna yeah so (laughs) it makes sense if you're trying to like hide some evil money put it with your fish tank but also like maybe hide it a little better like underneath the rocks not in plain sight um with the rest of your fishes (laughs) Well, I guess the the gun being in it kind of dislodged it. That's that would be my my thought. But yeah, it probably wasn't. It would probably be like in a secret compartment in the fish yeah. tank. You know, see that would have been third eye. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so was there like foreshadowing with like the fish at the beginning of the movie? You know, he bought the six hundred dollar fish and it died. Was that supposed to be like some sort of foreshadowing that the diamonds were in the tank, or am I just tripping? I think it was supposed to connect. I think yeah, the the director may have tried to throw that in there as like okay so we got to figure out a way to tell them that fish is important in this movie but it really wasn't like it was just yeah he just like fish i guess yeah but. i thought it was just a nice quirk that he liked fish he liked expensive fish and that's why he had no money because he kept buying expensive fish that died <laughs> so i was like you know that's relatable because i buy like plants that die everybody gets their own yeah i wonder if it's realistic yeah. that the fish died that fast i was like damn that thing is dead well, it, it was, was Miami. I mean, he left it in the hot so, car. That's true. He's in this little plastic yeah. bubble. It was just cooking in there. Hey. Right? <laughs> he had no chance, man. No chance. One thing I didn't expect from this movie was the, the little Bow Wow cameo. <laughs> <laughs> Badass kid. Uh, <laughs> right. And Reggie, he asked, like, uh, he was like, I've been running from somebody. You seen him or some, something like that? And he was like, yeah, I seen him. There you go, right there. <laughs> and he got tackled <laughs> immediately. That was an interesting cameo. I didn't know if that was really necessary, per se, but it was like it was good though. I guess they had to add some more like star power in small crevices of the movie. I don't know. I like to think that like Bow was just in the area, and they were just like, "Hey, you know, just hey, Shad, come, on. come on, unless you want to be in the movie." Yeah, I, well, it's also yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, like, Like Mike came out that same year, too. So he could have just really? been mm. trying to promote that or just trying to, like, spread his, like, acting roles. Because after Like Mike, he yeah. did, like, Johnson Family Vacation. But that came out, like, two years later. That is a good movie. And honestly, I think this movie would have done a little bit better as far as, like, critic rating and everything if their soundtrack was was just, like, if, you, if they had put in, like, three or four more songs mm-hmm. that were noticeable... Because when they mm-hmm. had, you know, when they first got the uh, the lottery the lottery ticket money, you know, uh, they were playing uh, the OJ song, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know what I'm talking about the money song. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dang, um, I forgot the name of it. For the love of the money. That's it. Yes, yeah. for the love of money. Yeah, for love of money. 
Um, but yeah, they, they played that and I was like, oh, okay. That, like I'm going to get to note it. Like remember some of the, like some good uh, music in this. And it was really that. And then there was like one other song that I didn't really recognize. Um, but I think if they would have added some like pop culture songs in there, mm-hmm. it would have been like, as to my, in my opinion, as good as a bad boys too. Yeah, the soundtrack, if they would have maybe added some more hits or more noticeable songs, they probably could have definitely boosted their rating, maybe like five to ten points. I like how this conversation keeps turning back to Bad Boys 2, like like we should actually watch <laughs> Bad Boys 2 instead. That's the benchmark for these action comedy movies, like Bad Boys 2, that's just, you just rate it to it. Yeah, like is it better than Bad Boys 2? Is it at the level of Bad Boys 2 or worse no, than Bad Boys Bad Boys 2, 2 is a classic. Yeah, I, this this is this could be seen as a classic, but if I had the choice to watch the two, I'm gonna watch Bad Boys too. Yeah, I feel like you can quote more from Bad Boys Two than you can about all about the Benjamins. Like you can just say "woosa" and everybody knows knows what you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. I mean, that's the thing. Like this one had a bunch of comedic moments. Like just the the beginning like with Reggie at the grocery store and the two old ladies like that entire scene that was yeah that was my favorite scene because of just a little like uh the jokes here and there and him like just Mike Epps being Mike Epps like at least in his character um when he was like talking to the clerk he's like I'm gonna beat your ass one day like his friend all like just all buddy buddy then he's like you know what I'm gonna beat your ass one day like you just it's just funny you know like but you can't like sit like there's no quotable in that you know yeah that's true also i feel like you know in those black homes that you know people that have all those dvds like bad boys is always in that collection like that's just a mm. just a household item or house, at least household name like everyone knows what bad boys 2 is so right now i gotta go yeah. look at our collection like do we have bad boys 2 it's one of them i know we have one of them <laughs> i gotta check to see which one it is because i feel like we i will put it. 10 on it that they have at least one mm-hmm. so i gotta ask if you won sixty million dollars lottery <laughs> ticket, I gotta ask. I gotta ask. In your first day, what would you do? What would be the sequence of events? You won it at nine a.m. on mm-hmm. a Tuesday morning. Tuesday <laughs> morning lottery okay. for sixty million dollars. Mind you, your employers may be listening to this podcast. What would you do? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna let Marcus go first on this one. Yeah. <laughs> so it's nine a.m. Right. It is 9 a.m. You have a whole day besides, you know, the normal, oh, I'm going to quit my job. Oh, I'm going to do this. And like, what would like what would you do that's like personalized to you? You know, um, well, I think quitting my job would actually be a pivotal moment. Um, I feel like that would start my montage. So I feel like I have to make a really good <laughs> exit. Um, I'm definitely, mm. you know, I love my company that I work for, um, you know, whatever. But 60 million dollars. Yeah, sorry guys, and and I would and honestly, honestly, I like my supervisor so much that I would be respectful with it. I'd be like, hey, um, yeah. you know, I just, I just, you know, don't want to work anymore, or just say some something that would, you know, start the process of the two weeks. Get out. So of you here. would quit? I, I would quit. I would like. I don't know. Like I might give it like a. I would. I would assess my options. But go ahead. This is this is your your, yeah. your answer. Sorry. So I mean, right. So. Honestly, it probably would be smart to keep your job a little bit longer, but you know, hey, you got to make a grand exit one of these days. So I'm going to make my grand exit and then I'm going to just sit there and think, okay, you have $60 million. Let's go ahead and 
get 500 grand, move to the side that we can just play around with. And then I would honestly like use some of that money, kind of like consult someone who's really good at investing and, and probably do a decent amount. But I would at least like fuck off with at least 3 million. But the 500K, 500K would like, Make- so, but your first day, what like would you just go out and buy anything? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm going to Galleria, and I'm. Did we lose Marcus? Yeah, I'm going to the. There's a, a Tesla. <laughs> lost his connection. All right, we'll go ahead and uh, ask for your answer, Skylar. Let's see. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Can you hear me? Oh, so. Oh no, you bet. You bet. Yeah, yeah. So what I would do, I would actually go to Galleria, buy a shit ton of clothes, and then there's a Tesla dealership there, so I'd, I'd buy the like oh yeah the best tesla out there you get three teslas yeah soup it up yeah Might as well that's what i would do. and then i would i probably just uh i don't know dude like the day of i feel like most of it would be shot and then you just start plotting on how yeah. to implement but yeah that would be that would be an amazing day like i mean <laughs> that would be fantastic. fantastic i don't think it would even set in for me like the first day i'd have to check my account and see like you know or see the check or something to to give it the concreteness i'd have to check my account mm-hmm. online then go to the actual like a bank o- bank offices and be like can you verify this just to make sure my phone's not messing up just like give me right, the receipt right. of my balance just so i can see <laughs> yes give me the printout good point so what would you buy skyler so let's see here my first day i'm gonna probably keep working just because i would just i would be bored even if i even if i have money i'll just be bored if i stop working at like age like 20 23 like what else am i supposed to do um at least i'll you know keep working until like a 40 and then like nicely retire um Mm -hmm. but i would probably put it away like at least like a good bit away um i probably put at least half away because i you think about taxes they do tax a lot you would, yes on lottery but, tickets. but the first day oh first, the day. first day oh first, first day, day first day um i'm gonna still save half but i'm gonna take probably a million and probably like go buy a house somewhere that's right not maybe okay. not a million dollar house because you know upkeep and whatever um but i'm gonna do kind of like what marcus did i'm gonna go to the mall you know, just go go hard at the mall. Just buy clothes. Go crazy. Go crazy. <laughs> There's some like buy like a new computer. Buy two new computers just because. Buy some jewelry. Just because. Like, I, there are chains out there that I'm like, you know what? I could go for another chain. Like, I want a chain for every single day of the week, and I want a pair of Air Forces for every single day of the week. <laughs> like, I that's that's, what I'm that's, that's the what stability I'm I need, and I think I can do it all for a million dollars. It would just be crazy, like swiping your account. Like every time you swipe your card, you're like. It doesn't even yeah. matter. Like, right? Yeah, this is a formality. Yeah. this is not. <laughs> yeah, this this is a formality. <laughs> like at, at that point, that I gotta change my bank card to a black card so people know who I am and who and know not yeah. to mess with me. Who I am? You have to put your name. Like you have to buy one of those stores and just put your name on like the on a plaque when people walk in. <laughs> I'm going. Just, this is my. Now the ro- I'm going to stadium. I'm chartering a plane, and I'm going to stadium good, so I can go do what the rich people do and buy those fancy shoes that I see on the wall, wrapped in plastic, in like the the shoe things, and those oh. shoe videos. The the real question is: Would you be public with it? Like, would you want everyone to know oh. that you won the lottery? Because you know they do the press conference sometimes, and people, you know, would you maintain anonymity or would you? Be like, you know, this is me. I just want $6 million and there's nothing you can do about it. I'm going to like maintain like an overall anonymity. Uh, like, and I'm, yeah. And, but you will see me on IG just 
stunting occasionally. Just out. And people going are just crazy. like, yo, what's she doing? Like, how does she afford this? Like, I don't want people to like question it. And then think to themselves, just tell them 4X. yeah. And once they ask me, I'm gonna just say, we all have the same 24 hours. That's all I'm gonna say, and just leave the room. <laughs> oh my god, chess, checkmate. <laughs> we have found Endgame. Say 24. We have found Endgame. Skylar, that is genius. Wow. We all have the same 24 hours. Tap in. Right. Golf clap to that. <clears throat> wow. Yeah. Wow. What about you, Nick? I feel like you're going to be reasonable with your money. Well, okay. So all of us would, yeah, would definitely be reasonable. Like if, if it actually happened and, you know, we would save some, put, put some away. I don't think anyone of us would really like shout it from the rooftops that we, you know, hit the lotto. I could have hit the lotto today. You never know. You never know. You, you, you would never, never know. know. Um, I didn't, never but know. you would never know. Um, so, but yeah, no, with, with my money, you know what I'm saying? Like the first day. Two million is gone. It's gone. It's gone. I'm not, I don't know what I'm gonna spend it on. Actually, I do. I know. I know generally what I would spend it on. I would spend it on uh, uh, at least one new car. Okay. Um, I would yep. go ahead and uh, buy a PS5 off of one of these resellers. Okay. I don't care anymore because yeah, I don't have one yet. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't care about the extra four hundred dollars. You might as well um, just buy two at that point. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna buy three so that one can like. So we can. I can just make like a table of them. Um, just you know, because I can use them as stands. It really doesn't matter at yeah. this point. Um, they, they're multifunctional, you know. Yeah, one for each room, so then you can always play and never have to unplug. And always play. In. in the bathroom, I'm getting the bathroom TV. Um, I'm getting. That's I'm gonna real. make a room of smart mirrors so I could just, you know. I guess watch TV and, and look at myself at the same time as at how successful I am. Mm-hmm. Um, basically just be the most narcissistic <laughs> person um, that I know. And uh, yeah, I think that's, that would be the first day I would do that all that in the first day. And then the second day I'd be like, okay, well let's, let's calm down. Um, and then a week after that, would I you, might just do it again. I don't know. We'll, you got money Are you going to quit? Um, we'll, we'll see how we'll, we'll see if I, if, if I get I think- caught on an off day, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> I ask you to do one, two minutes. I would low-key feel bad. <laughs> I, I, like, part of me low-key feels bad because it's like people that you actually work close with, like, you're kind of fucking them over. But then again, it's like, yeah. I have $60 million. I'll like, <laughs> quit. Quit, too. At the end of the day, right, we all have the too. same 24 hours, and I'm just using my 24 hours mm-hmm. slightly better than you are. Facts. Facts. <laughs> the same wow. 24, man. Get with it or get lost is what I'm trying to say. I would be so pissed if, like, I asked and someone told me that. Like, so that is a very good. Like, I would just sit there and be like, you motherfucker. Like, you. <laughs> so cheeky. Such a cheeky response. That's definitely going to be a, a caption when we put this this video out. What are you doing with your 24? What What have you done? What are you doing? What have you done? <clears throat> All right. It's getting uh, close to uh, end time. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, ask y'all. Uh, we're going to go ahead and go into the review section. Uh, actually, no. I was right the first time. I'm going to ask you, what is your what was your favorite character and why? And what was your favorite scene? Um, so, Scott, I'll start with you and give Marcus some time to think on that. Gotcha. Let's see. Probably mm. my favorite character was Reggie, for obvious reasons. Hilarity. Mm. And I got to say, like, one of my favorite scenes was when they were all in the bathroom and, like, interrogating the villain. 
And he yeah. said on the line, you'll never have a hairline like mine. And that just stuck with me because it was such like <laughs> no, you gotta, a black thing look, to you say. say you, I need you to say it like how he said it. I need you like to how he say it. Oh, babe, how did he say it? Oh, he just said it so aggressively. I don't think I can do it. He was like, you'll never have a, a hairline like mine. Like it just it just like oh. used so much pointing and like so much pointing to himself. It was just so aggressive that I was like, it was like chef's kiss. Perfect. Perfect scene. I thought you were talking about. I thought you were talking about the. You'll never find no <laughs> blonde blonde, hairline. Blonde, blonde. <laughs> a hairline like no. mine. He's just keep talking, motherfucker. Say something else. <laughs> that that blonde blonde was so unnecessary. <laughs> I feel like oh, most man. of Mike Epps's lines were just. He just thought of them on the spot, and that's what made the movie great because no one right. can really like choreograph or like write in some of these um some of these moments yeah the director was just like yeah that definitely wasn't written for like 30 seconds yeah they just give him like a general (laughs) outline of the script and say go for it good job right go for it (laughs) so that's your favorite scene and oh you said your favorite character was reggie yeah got you okay so marcus what, what about you favorite scene favorite character so um reggie definitely is, the, is i mean he added the flair to the movie I, there I, I i find it hard to find any other comedians that could probably execute reggie similar to that just mm-hmm. because mike epps like his comedy style was you know aligned super strongly so yeah um reggie definitely was my favorite the bathroom scene was my favorite as well um but i think my i, I guess you know to not be redundant i'd say the the um when they're in the store and they were shoplifting, that was pretty funny. Yeah. Like when he was talking to the clerk, do I run them loops? <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, this dude was a menace, yo. Like he just was right. talking shit. The entire time. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Like anytime that Mike Epps, like you knew that he was just given free, like full creative control over his part, you knew it was going to get knocked out of the park. So. Mm-hmm. You also got to think, like, I wonder how many movers or how many times they had to do certain scenes because he was like, no, I want to do a different line. Or they were like, no, this this line will be funnier. And people laughing. Like, I feel like that. I would love to see a blooper tape. That is what needs to be released to the public. (laughs) It might be out there. I think we. it might be, honestly. We haven't looked hard enough. Yeah, I can't can't see Ice Cube keeping a straight face for all of them tapes. Mm. Facts. All right, Nick, who's your favorite character in scene? Yeah, so so I guess, uh, I mean, I, I definitely think that both of the scenes that, that y'all had, uh, I starred them on my notes. So I'm like, yeah, those are definitely my favorites. <laughs> but I will give you my third favorite. And actually, this, this is probably, um, you know, just to give a, a little bit of taste of what the actual movie instead of just the comedy. But I mean, this, this was a very comedy forward movie. Um, but as far as the plot goes... I will say that Ice Cube, look, okay, when when they broke up during the climax, like um, Ice Cube and, and um, I think her name was Pam, and then uh, Mike Epps and his wife, his you know character's wife, when they all had that kind of falling out, mm-hmm. I think that scene was honestly Ice Cube's best acting that I remember seeing, because he like I was just mm-hmm. watching, I was like, dang, he's actually going in, like he put the fire back in him from the Boys in the Hood days, like it just scene really real that that scene when they had had broken up after the uh you know after he had like thrown the diamonds in the area or like you know that that uh great was it the greyhound racing track scene the racing track yeah 
Yeah, so it, it, I think I think that one was uh, a really just good acting. So I, I'll I'll say that scene was uh, definitely one of my favorite acting scenes uh, from this movie. Now my favorite character, um, again going to the acting portion because it's easy to say that Ice Cube and 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 Mike Epps were my favorite because they were. <laughs> I like to laugh. Y'all like to laugh. Like that's you know he he was a great character mm-hmm. in that respect, and that's what the movie's for. Um, but to go off of like just acting skills, I would say uh, Roger G. Smith's character, the villain. Um, I think his name was like Leroy or something. Mm-hmm. Um, the henchman. Let me look up. Julian. It was Julian. Uh, Julian Ramos. Thank you, IMDb. Um, he like because j- he's the dude who got shot in the arm and he was being tortured and uh, he had that scene in the beginning where he was shooting everybody at the photography scene. So uh, I think his range in it and like him showing that emotion, like expressing the pain, like that's that's hard to do and make it seem believable from an acting uh, standpoint. Of course, I have no no basis to, to know that, you know, but I, I just <laughs> think that that was um, just looking back on. it, I think that was he, he was a really good character and I can see why he was cast. He's been cast in many supporting roles and uh, kind of smaller roles in, in, in a lot of different movies. So I would say that he was my favorite character. Okay, interesting. He, he, I mean, he did a really good job of acting, to be honest. And like he, like his progression through the movie. I mean, that was a lot of different like moves. I mean, he was acting within the acting, if that made sense. So like that was mm-hmm. that was pretty dope as well. Yeah, yeah he, he did a pretty good job. Were you gonna say something, Skyler? Well, was I? I think so. Well, one note I did have <laughs> is. Like, I didn't even realize that speedboats had like an underbelly. It had nothing to do with what you were talking about, but they went into the speedboat <laughs> and there was like an underpart to it. But I guess that's what happens when I don't have 60 million. I don't know what speedboats look like. And I don't have that 24 hours. But it's okay. We'll get there eventually. <laughs> I'm too poor to, to understand exactly. None of us have gotten to the speedboat status, but whenever we do get there, we need an update as to exactly how speedboats work. We'll get there one day, you know, when this podcast takes off, and, you know, Bill Gates sees it uh, or his wife, because, you know, we could. We could or his wife. And, Honestly, uh, you know, 50 50 chance, our, you know. Right. And then become our top donors, you know, our sponsors. Then, uh, you know, we, we'll all be swimming in that 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 steam that steamboat money. <laughs> speedboat, <laughs> speedboat money. money. <laughs> now that I think about it, I don't think I would get a speedboat because I don't really like swimming. I know how I don't like going out past like a certain point. <laughs> I, in the I ocean. can't swim. So. <laughs> so the idea is there uh, i don't think i've ever been offshore though the commitment's not so much i'm not laughing at y'all not yeah. well, at you not being able to i'm laughing at the fact that we've been talking about this speedboat and how, what we would do with our money and get boats and, and all that and we have no like <laughs> there's nothing that we can do like that would get us there like we can't and even if we did get there it's like i don't know we can't swim <laughs> can't swim wait nick you can't swim I can sw- I can trade. <laughs> I can trade water. You know, honestly, Nick, when I first met you, you like the swimming type of guy. Like you like you could swim. I, I assume that you could swim. Well, I have a swimmer's build, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Skylar, you can't swim oh, either. I can swim. I've taken enough lessons that I can, and like my family had like a pool way back when, so my mom didn't allow me to not be able to swim. So I do know mm-hmm. how. I just don't always like it, especially like once you get like. 
like to chin level, you're like, all right, anything bad could happen and I can't save myself. <laughs> so I don't get that high. Literally. Once it hits that waist, I'm kind of like, all right, we've reached the peak <laughs> of our danger here. <laughs> yeah, man. Like if at any That's point crazy. in time that I'm not touching the ground in the pool or in the ocean, it's not for me. Mm. That's facts. I'm not swimming in the ocean. I think I would have an anxiety attack, to be honest. Like, if I ever, like, was in a pool or a body of water where I couldn't stand, I would just be like, I, well, see you guys. <laughs> just sink next time. to the bottom. <laughs> next time. <laughs> next time. <laughs> see you next, next time. Next time. <laughs> hope I reincarnate into something real. Cause right. This life is over. Something that can swim. Yeah. And also, I, it's just something that can I swim. Lot, I was in a lot of summer camps that had pools, and like you were low key like made fun of if you couldn't swim in like the eight feet deep water. So I was like, nah, y'all not gonna get me this year. So I was like, you know, you have to do like a little training, and you gotta do like a little practice test before you get into the water during those times. So <laughs> that's that pride. Yeah. I was like, let that pride get you drowned. <laughs> So that's funny you said that because I went to a summer camp, uh, I think it was like around 10 years old. And, um, you know, we had like our pool day on Tuesdays, like once out of the month or something like that. And um, so we go and all my friends are getting on the slide. And I'm like, oh, wow, this seems really cool. Like they're sliding into like four and a half feet water. And at that point, I was maybe like five, two, five, three, something like that, where I could stand in four and a half feet. Um, and you're and like comfortable. Eight foot, so you're I was eight like feet tall now, so you you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were getting on the the slide, and I actually got on it. But for, and they are like I saw them get off the slide. They landed on their feet. You know, they're all taller than four and a half feet. Seemed foolproof. Uh, well, I was a fool that day. So I actually got off the <laughs> <laughs> the slide, and I just fell on my back, and I didn't know what to do. So I'm just kind of like clawing for something and i just sunk to the bottom turtle like on on its shell i like landed on my back yeah and i was just like crawling like or i was like scratching like please someone help me and just sunk to the bottom and i got saved so i almost drowned so like i just after that i was like yeah you know water is not really my my cup of tea yeah but i mean eventually would say that that's your origin story that is my origin story i will now rob the whole city of water (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this nigga went to flint this nigga tainted all that shit <laughs> no one will have water we'll eliminate oh man i got a similar story i was at a wave pool and the closer in and oh, the God. wave pool you are the worse the waves are and more aggressive they are and i was like yeah i can get in re- real mm-hmm. close in there and then the farther away you are like to the shore <laughs> the less aggressive the waves are so i'm in the middle and all of a sudden, I see this big wave come towards me, and then I go under, and I hear the the lifeguard go, ooh, and I'm just like, but you're not going to save me, bro? <laughs> I came up, and I lived, but I was still distressed <laughs> during that entire time. <laughs> so it dragged you under, and then the lifeguard was just like, yeah. oh, look at that. Like, I'm like, this man don't get paid enough Did to Did they come out me. at all? He just kind of like got a little close to the edge. Like, are you all right? Like, ready to jump in? But I just surfaced and I was like, I guess so. Oh, man. Those wave pools are deceivingly like difficult. You know, like if you're if you're young and inexperienced and like if you've never been into in a wave, a wave pool before and you jump in, you're like, oh, this is the oh, this. Oh, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. a little deep. They're I'm almost little, more worse I'm than the actual now. ocean sometimes. Yeah. 
because they like ring that bell or they do something where they're like, oh, a big wave is coming. And it's like, this is not realistic. This is this is over the top. Like, you're trying to knock me down at this point. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that uh, concludes it for our Sink or Swim uh, podcast. Um, <laughs> sink or Swim podcast. <laughs> well, <laughs> Uh, I guess we could get back to uh, reviewing our movie. Uh, so what we do on Film or Foe, when we review things, we uh, review it based off of an A to F scale. And we also let you know, um, uh, lost my train of thought. Uh, we say whether or not Rotten Tomatoes gave it a fair rating. And we also tell you whether or not you should recommend this movie to a friend or a foe. Um, so I can start off real quick and I'll just say that I will say that I gave this movie a B minus. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was, it was a little bit above C worthy and, um, it wasn't, it wasn't an A, but it, it definitely made me laugh. And, you know, in terms of just a comedic movie where it was just a feel good, I thought it was definitely like B, B, I will watch a B, um, and be perfectly fine with that. So I'll give it a B minus on that one. Um, I will say definitely we, we discussed that, you know, before, excuse me, but we, we discussed that before and yeah, no, it's, this is definitely not a 30% mm-hmm. movie. This is, I would say an upper sixties, mid upper sixties type movie to me. Um, and the audience score said we what, like 77 or something. So mm-hmm. I think that's fair. Um, and then I would definitely recommend this to a friend. This is a, uh, a fun, fun movie. For all friends of all ages to watch. Well, maybe not all ages because it is rated R. <laughs> and there is like some mild gore as far as like the torture scene goes. Um, and Ice Cube caught two bodies in this movie, which was, it was subtle, but I mean, <laughs> like, he low-key, like this man sniped and yeah. But anyways, he did I, would, I would say go watch. I was I would say go watch it. Um, yeah, all my foes, I would just, you know... I would tell I would tell them the the winning lo- numbers to the lottery uh, like three years ago, <laughs> and I just you know I would, I would do the trick where you know you you put in the recording of the lottery and give them the, the 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 winning ticket numbers and you know let that play out how it plays out. Uh, that's yeah, kind of so evil. Um, well, they're my foes. They're, they are your they're foes. They're not going to be nice. Acceptable. Acceptable. <laughs> All right, so. Either of y'all want to go next? Yeah, Skylar. I can go next. Yeah, let's give you some more time, thinking time, Marcus. I would say I would rate this movie probably a C. And I think that a C plus kind of on that B cusp, like that close B cusp. It's like like um, like a C. It's like that point four nine that really doesn't round up at you into a B level just yet. Um, so it's a C plus? Yeah, C plus. So I think that... Okay. The Rotten Tomatoes was wrong on this in terms of the actual score, and I think that is because of blatant racism. But we—that's another—that's another—that's um, <laughs> another discussion for another that's day. That's another TED yeah, talk. Yeah, we we could get into that. That'll be a long, <laughs> nice podcast. We can have like multiple guests for that one. Um, but otherwise, right? That's a TEDx <laughs> yeah. talk movie. Um, but I would definitely recommend this to my friends because it's a nice little film to watch, and it's enjoyable. It's got a little bit of comedy. It's got some action. Um, I I invite my friends to watch this first, and then I'd also invite them to watch Bad Boys 2. And then I tell my foes <laughs> that we all have the same 24 hours before I never talk to them again. 
<laughs> that never gets old. Say <laughs> 24. 24 hours, man. Step it up. Um, alright, so I would give the movie a C plus as well, but it's arguable up to a B minus. Like I, you guys both made very valid points. Um and like while you guys were talking, I was trying to uh pinpoint some movies that were on that like B, B minus cusp to see like how All About the Benjamins uh, measures up to it. So I'm gonna say it's a C plus, but in the right on the right day it'll round up to a B minus. Um yeah, like the the 2002 feel, like, I feel like it was captured very well in the movie. Like, all of the movies in that era mm. kind of had the same vibe. So, the, as far as production or, like, trying to find similarness with, like, movies in the same era, um, I think that was executed pretty well. The plot, you know, definitely had some some points where it could have been better. Um, but, yeah, I would definitely recommend this to a friend, um, especially to a friend that would culturally understand the movie. Um, yeah. I feel like some people would watch this movie and be like, what the hell is this D minus, you know, um, if they just don't have that type of funny bone, but yeah, I would definitely rec like recommend this to a friend and for the faux part, what do we do again? You say, uh, well, it's whether you recommend it to a friend or a foe. So you said, Oh friend. yeah. If you recommend, yeah, what kind of foe would you recommend it to? If you did recommend it to a foe or what would you oh, do to your foe? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> really okay yes. Yeah. So, so yeah. Rec Recommend to a friend, and then, yeah, like Skylar said, 24 hours. Um, you're not optimizing. <laughs> Step it up. Parameterize, optimize, and <laughs> quite frankly, um, yeah, your 24 doesn't match mine. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's your fault, not mine. Apples and oranges. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we're all in, in yeah, pretty pretty the same uh, mindsets about this movie. Um, good C+, plus, B-, minus range so i i like that i like that um i would cool. i would like some like culturally adjacent people to watch this movie and i would like to hear their feedback mm. culturally adjacent. i really culturally yeah you gotta be pc up here right <laughs> <laughs> i mean hey okay i like it i like it oh uh, yeah no that's that's a good point if we if we get uh, a range of people, but I mean, I guess we kind of already know what the critics said. But just people who yeah. are not critics, but who just watch the movie for its for its content and see what they see. Yeah, Rotten Tomatoes obviously is uh, it needs to be defunded, um, abolished. <laughs> that's really everything. that's really what we're trying to do with this podcast. No? <laughs> Defund Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Well, all right. Uh, I think that that'll do it for uh, this episode of uh, Film or Foe. I uh, definitely appreciate uh, any listeners that stay with us all hour and 15. I don't know, we might cut it down, but uh, all hour plus of this episode. Um, so, Marcus, thanks you, thank you so much for joining and uh, being available and, and, and willing to come on this podcast. We really appreciate your input um, on this movie. So, uh, if you want to leave us with some final words and let us know where we can find you on the socials. All right. Oh, but yeah, first off, um, appreciate you guys for having me up here. Um, I've been listening to some of you guys' podcast episodes and it's been pretty funny. And so, yeah, it, it's also motivated me to watch some of those movies. Um, but yeah, you can follow me on Instagram, uh, at MT underscore two real, um, on Twitter at M tizzy with four Z's, I believe. Yeah, um, but yeah, look, some parting words, um, reach for the stars, 
try to get that lottery ticket that's worth 60 mil. And if you never get it, then your 24 hours just <laughs> are inefficient. And you're wasting one of them watching this podcast. No, stop. No, watch this podcast. You have, you have 23.75 hours. No, 22.75 hours out of the day. This podcast should already be reserved. So, boss yeah, up. Y'all can, can multitask. Multi wow. That's how you optimize right there, Nick. Right. Step one. To optimize, parent tries, mm-hmm. and get that exactly. bit. You know, I would actually play those lottery numbers. In the movie. 45, 37, 38, 40. Do, 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 do. I would play that. that if I ever sick. played the lottery, I would play that. That man was sick. <laughs> See, man, I got customers. He's like, bro, you got to go. A whole line behind him. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, <laughs> thanks, Marcus, again, for joining with us. Um if you want to send us any feedback or uh, recommend a movie or, uh, you know, just get in touch with us, you can find us at film or pod at gmail.com or film or faux pod um, on Instagram. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be responsive there and uh, feel free to, you know, follow us, give us a comment, you know, stars, whatever you want to do. Um, so that pretty much does it for me. Skylar, you got any last words? Um, I don't think so, but thanks again, Marcus, for joining us today. If you guys have any sort of, like Nick said, if you guys have any sort of feedback for us, please send it. Uh, we may or may not actually utilize it. Um, but you know, it's still nice. <laughs> it's, we, we like that you want to, want to be heard and we support that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you guys gotta do what you gotta do. Um, at the end of at the end of the day, we all have the same twenty four hours. If you're not doing it right, then you just don't know how to live your life. But thank you for tuning in to Film or Foe. Have a great day, but also utilize that twenty four hours. You know what you should do? You should do. You should go ahead and buy the lottery ticket while you're listening to this podcast, and that's how you optimize your twenty four hours. So that boom. If you're not doing that, then sucks to suck bro because i mean at the end of the day like you just talking and like ice cube just said in the movie you know too much lip not enough grip you know what i'm saying like get your shit not together enough and, grip uh, get your money up not your money up basically it's all about the benjamin exactly